there is a point of difference, but I also have a vision now. I can see it now where, where the last time we spoke, I still couldn't see it. And now I can see, see what it's going to look like and see how my personal style will fit into a quite modern space. Welcome back to our special series, The Long and Short of Opening a Restaurant. This is the third podcast that follows the journey of leading Australian chef and restaurateur Martin Burtz as he works towards opening Short Grain, an Asian food store and eatery in Brisbane. In our first episode, Marty outlined the vision. Self-funded Short Grain will be an eatery and food store in a landmark heritage building. Episode two focused on the big decisions around the build and the budget. Let's see where he's at now. So we're in week three of the build and so the first two weeks we they did the plumbing which um, involved cutting through the slab which we found out that there was an old wooden floor that the slab has been put laid upon um, jacked up by brickwork so it is safe <laughs> thank god but um yeah a lot of the old woodwork underneath has been eaten out by white ants so the poor plumber that had to climb underneath there on his back to get all the plumbing in I wouldn't have, um, there was lots of spider webs and bits and pieces down there. So yeah, it was probably like opening up, up an old tomb. Anyway, so that's all been done. Um, and I did have to change the kitchen around. So we had to come and drill some more holes just on Saturday. So that was a bit of, um, yeah, that was a bit weird. But anyway, we, we got through that and all the ducting's been put up. So um, today they are going, uh, today the wall, some walls are going to be stuck started to be um, erected um, in the space. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and uh, all of the finishes for like all the pretty bits have been decided upon. And I'm actually sitting in front of all of them now. And um, so I'm really happy with that because that took a lot of, um, well, effort because I actually um, was $150,000 over budget. And I had to just pare back on um, quite a few things, but uh, I found really good replacements for them. So um, some tiles that were really expensive, I just pared back, but I found a great um, similar replacement, um, which is Australian made and which is another plus and also some material that was going to be put on the bonquettes. Um, I've just found another um another source for quite a good material also that's really durable and wearable and it, it's easily washed. So it's probably better than a pure wool one that was going to be scotch guarded. So think just, just small things that add up to be quite a lot of money and you just don't realize it at the time. And I suppose it was my wish list of all the things and, and when a designer and an architect are involved and they want the, they want the best as well. So I, we just had to pair back. And also with the lighting system that was going into the restaurant, um, it was going to be an Italian lighting system and now it's an Australian made lighting system, which is a quarter of the price. So, you know, it's all of these small things that end up being, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars more. And, um, but you can find alternatives. You just have to look and, um, and when you're on a budget and, and there's just no more money source coming, you know, there's no more money tree to pick from, then you just have to 
you know, really have a look around. And that's what I did. So much of creating a restaurant is about practical elements, the nuts, bolts, pipes and walls. But it's emotional too. How is Marty feeling about Short Grain's progress? Sleepless nights, sweating, <laughs> um, self-doubt. Um, is it going to be good enough? Um, and somebody told me, a very close friend of mine, she just said, remember, Marty, it's the food that they're coming for. It's not the look. It's not the designer that you've used. It's not the architect that you've used. I mean, it, that is a big part of it. And and it's not, you know, the pre my previous, you know, the shed or the cook shed was, you know, I made a shed look pretty. And now it's sort of more serious because I'm in a city. And there's a lot of other restaurants around me. And I just can't believe how many more restaurants, how many restaurants there actually are in Brisbane. There is so many. And, um, and you just have to, um, have a point of difference. And I suppose that's why, um, I want to, I'm trying to do something that's, that's sort of not been done in Brisbane before, you know, involving like the store and, and then having the eatery in the same spot and, and a big production kitchen and things like that. So I, there is a point of difference, but I also have a vision now. I can see it now where, where the last time we spoke, I still couldn't see it. And now I can see, see what it's going to look like and see how my personal style will fit into a quite modern space. It's a lot more modern than I originally thought it was going to be um but then softening it with pieces that I've that I've sort of had from the shed or that I've bought that I just bought recently in Thailand so um I think that will give it a, a personal style and and what the designer and the architect what we spoke about especially Chen the designer who's a great friend of mine Chen Lu he um he said Marty we want it to feel like when people are coming in it's like they're coming into your house and it's like they're coming into a dinner party and there's different zones to the house and they're, you know, they go into the dining room and they, or they see the front counter and they can see the produce that you've made from your kitchen and, and things like that. And that's what I really want to portray that, that people feel like they're going to be nurtured and looked after when they come there. It's not, and it's very important, I suppose, the next time we speak, will probably be more about staff and staffing it where I haven't really started looking yet. I have got a few people, um, but uh, I haven't put it out there yet that I'm looking for staff. And that's something that um, is going to be really important to me. And I want people to get, well, I want people to get me and I want people to have a sense of hospitality because that's what I really, I'm looking for people with hospitality skills um, more so than, um, skills in um, just being able to work in a restaurant. In the end, short grain is going to be all about the food, but it's easy to be buried by the many elements of the design and build. How is Martin building his vision of the menu? Oh, I've got I've got lists, Danny. Lists and lists and lists of things that I write down that you know could do this and could do that. So my head's a bit muddled with what. I'm going to be, I'm, I know that I'm cooking Asian food. And I also know that I, and I also don't want to be doing long grain food because I've done long grain food, but some of the long grain dishes will be reincarnated into something else. But I mean, the flavors of my food is always, will always be similar, but 
um, I want to also be able to give people something different that I haven't done before. So, um, and there's a few of those, um, and and I just um, have to be really. Well, I want to be careful in what the offering is. I don't want it to be a very large, it's a small menu. And I also want people to feel like they can come in and sit there on their own and have lunch there and then maybe turn it around and come in for dinner and be um, and more have a more intimate um, experience with a few people and share things. So um, it's just going to be a bit of a, it's going to be trial and error at the beginning with how I plate things. So people, as I said, feel feel like they can come in on their own and have a quick lunch and then go, but also come in come in for dinner and and feel like they they, they sorry that they can have an experience. And um, so that sort of that that part I still haven't I haven't um, got the vision of that yet, but I've certainly got the vision of how the restaurant or the eatery and shop are going to look now. Early in the process, Martin was excited about using induction woks. But when the budget came back, he had to change tack. So induction, I was really excited about um, induction and I still am excited about induction. I've spoken to quite a few people about that. Um, and I got the idea, obviously, from looking at um, chefs in Europe using induction and um and I was really wanting to go down that road. Um, one of the main factors is when I got the um, final price for the induction kitchen, it was a lot more than I thought it would be, about $150,000 more. It was over $300,000 to do the kitchen in, indu in induction, in full induction. And I just, it, that wasn't in my budget. And now, my, now the kitchen is just under two hundred. dollars but I've just decided to go with gas for now. I can always change. But the reasoning behind that too is in Europe, they are using renewable energy um, and they're so much further um, a few, um, forward than we are in Australia. Um, and I would still be using coal-burning um, energy for my inductions or for the kitchen at this point. So until Australia has more renewable energy, I, the, one of the things that one of an electrician said to me, a, 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 not an old one, not like an old school guy, he was quite young and he said, Marty, I don't know if the grid is actually, if people keep changing everything to induction and more and using more electricity, I actually don't know how the grid's gonna cope with it with people plugging in their cars, plugging in everything, and then also changing everything to induction cookery and stuff like that. So I did listen to him and that, that was a point and he wasn't the only person that said that to me. So um, I have decided just to go with gas for now and maybe in five years I'll change the kitchen to induction and things might be, be majorly improved by then and we may be using re uh, more renewable energy in this country. While he's not actually running a restaurant, Martin Burtz has a bit of time for legwork and making decisions about some fittings. He talks about being hands-on. Oh yeah, so I'm taking on a bit more because I've, I've reduced the costs a bit. So I'm, I'm actually gonna do um, the toilets and things like that on my own. So not as in build them, but I'm going to pick the tiles um, or the tapware. I'm doing that today. And I'm also going to pick some marble 
um, for the bar tops and the waiter station today. So I've got to go. I'm driving down to the Gold Coast to see where um, where all of this stone is and pick the piece that I want to use for for the bar and and table and um, and um, and waiter station. I've got the tile, like the floor tiles, and then the and then the dining room um, floor is um, wooden. So everything, I've got all the colours so I can sort of match um, the colours with um, all the, um, the stonework with the colours and then the tiles, I'm going to do those for the bathroom as well So and the tapware. So, um, yeah, and it's also a part of me that's chosen that, so a bit of my own style in there. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I like doing that and I'm, I'm not, also, I'm available, so I can I can do it. So that saves time and saves somebody else doing it for me. Running a restaurant is physical work, but it's also easy to let self care and fitness slip. Marty explains the value he places on physical health, not just for his body but also his mind. I've always been quite fit, and the farm kept me quite fit because there was so much other work to do than kitchen work. Um, there was um, gardening. There was just. Because I did a lot of um, pre-prep before the other chefs got there for the, my, the weekend work that we did, um, I sort of started on Wednesday and then everyone's, every all the other cooks came on either Thursday or Friday. So I had a few days head start on them. And that was going to the market at Flemington, um, putting stuff away, making stocks and all of that sort of thing. So it was quite labour intensive. And um, so I suppose... I kept myself pretty fit and I haven't been working really since last September or last August. So um, I just decided that I needed to get myself um, fit again. So I've just started with a trainer three days a week and, and I, I do walk my dog every day, twice a day. So doing that plus, um, plus the trainer, just getting me back to being fit again, I think it's really important. It's really good for my head as well. And I do it in the morning before... I do it first thing. I need to get it over and done with. I don't want to think about it later in the day. Otherwise, I won't do it. And, and I wouldn't do it. I'm not disciplined enough to do it by myself. I need to go and meet somebody and get them to crack the whip for an hour. And then I can, you know, get on with my day. Oh, I suppose I started doing it in, like at the beginning of long grain, I started um, using a trainer and I always, I did it about three times a week. Um, and that just, it was also another interest besides just going to work every day. And I sort of get caught up with, you know, just working all the time. So I, I had that as, um, as an interest, I suppose, um, because I don't really have any other hobbies besides working and cooking. So I thought exercising would be a good, um, a good extra to, to throw in there and it's yeah and it, I, as I said it's good for my head it just clears my head a bit before you go into go back into the kitchen again the, I mean the aspect of um of health I, I I really you know now that I'm I have reached 50 so I'm um I think it's really important to to have that physical um exercise in your life and also for for your mental health too um just to be able to to focus as marty moves towards the time that he'll be hiring the short grain team he's thinking about the culture he wants to create what's he concerned about as he considers building his hospitality family something that i'm concerned about which i will talk 
more um, about in the next few few times that we speak is um, is the difference of people's work ethic. Um, I suppose that's something I'm I'm concerned about to find people that have got a good work ethic and um, and yeah that understand how I work because I still I suppose I still work old school I just want to get the job done and it doesn't really matter how long it takes because you can't sort of put your pens pencils down and 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 close your desk and walk away um, in a restaurant because there's so many things to do once the customers leave you've still got to clean you've still got to um, get ready for the next day and be organized so it's not it's not an eight-hour day and it never will be so I think that's something that um, I am concerned about, and I just want to make sure that um, I pick the right people that have got that that attitude. and And also, I, I touched on the hospitality part. It's it, working in a restaurant is about being hospitable. It's not just about being there and pouring some water and walking away and taking an order. It's about reading people and understanding their needs. I mean, not everyone's pleasant. Um, and you would hope that they are, but sometimes you've just got to read people and, and, and sometimes the game is to win them over. I know a really good friend of mine who, who loves winning people over when they're not at their best, when they enter a restaurant, it's a game that he plays and he always wins. He always gets them in the end. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good practice to, to have. And I think, um, yeah, it's a bit lost sometimes. I, I find walk, walking into lots of restaurants, people aren't very friendly and, and it's a shame because the food's great, but then sometimes it's let down by the service and that's something that I really want to make sure that um, we we strive at is good service. You know, leading by example as well I, is really important and I'm happy, like I'll do it. The thing about me is I, I, I'm happy to do anything. Like I'll clean, I'll, you know, if I need to clean the bathrooms I'll do that or I'll clean the exhaust hoods or whatever but at the end of the day leading by example the other guys should or girls or whoever should come up and say Marty let me do that or I'll you know let me help you or whatever it's just respect and I think it's not just for me it's um for every for everyone in the team that everyone feels as though they're supported by everyone and then they, they can, um, like if something falls short, somebody else will jump in and do it for them. It's not, oh, no, I, I don't do that. I don't wash, I don't clean the toilets or I don't, you know, it's, it's you just have to do it. And um, that's, that's how I work. Danny, it's about creating a family and you're bringing people in together that, that don't know each other, but you want them to get on and you want them to have each other's backs because in the heat of the moment, you know, you've got – that's how a beautiful restaurant runs because everyone has got their their place, but if something goes wrong, they've got your back and it just keeps humming through and it's really important. And I really – I saw that – the last time I saw that was when I worked down in um, Adelaide a few weeks ago at um, at RK with, um, with Jake and Greta. I've – that restaurant hummed and everyone did such a wonderful job. It was brilliant working with Jake and um, his um, assistant Greta and all the boys in the kitchen and the girls, they were just wonderful. 
Holes are being drilled, walls are going up and money is definitely flying out of the bank account. There's no doubt that short grain is well underway. Stick with us as we continue to check in with Martin Burtz on the progress of his Brisbane restaurant and food store. Will he be open by spring? This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.